Hello, and welcome to the Tao of June, living an inspired life. Um, right now, I'm driving up to Tennessee, Hendersonville, Tennessee, for those who are, of you who are familiar. It's uh, right there near the Kentucky-Tennessee border. So, um, I'm stuck in traffic, leaving Atlanta. Uh, no big surprise there, even on a Sunday afternoon. But I don't know, just feeling all kinds of emotions inside, just of course excited and happy that I'm about to see my daughters. Um, it's been months, it's been months since I had any contact with them. And they're obviously still upset with me, especially my older daughter. She's very upset with me. She's 10 years old and I don't blame her. I mean, her world's just been turned upside down and I'm to blame. You know, it's my fault because I, I'm the one that wants the divorce now. I'm the one that's really putting my foot down and standing my ground and saying, enough is enough. Enough is enough. I'm done. You know, emotionally, I'm not there anymore. I'm not there in the relationship anymore. I'm done. I've checked out, you know? And it's just, I feel like it's not fair to stay together for the kids. That's what my parents did. And my mom always reminded me that she stayed with my father for my brother and I, you know, to keep us together as a family. And, but she was miserable. We were fighting all the time, you know, and now she's finally divorced. And it's like, but, <laughs> I was just thinking, you guys are old now, and so so are my brother and I. We're all grown. It's like, why why divorce now? You know, I mean, shoot, you stuck it out this long. I mean, I really feel like they should have just divorced when we were younger. But you know, who am I to say? You know, but yeah, I just I just don't. You know, they say self sacrifice always leads to resentment. You know, I did this for you kids. I give up on my dreams for you kids, you know. I sacrificed what I wanted in life for you kids. It's like, whoa, that kind of pressure on, a, on in your kids? Why? They didn't ask for that. They didn't ask for that kind of responsibility, that kind of burden. You know, so what? What are they supposed to do? Because I give up the things that I wanted in life and I sacrificed so much for them. And I'm, I'm staying married to somebody that makes, you know, that I just feel miserable with. Um, and I'm doing all of that for them. I'm doing all this for you girls. No, I don't think that's fair to them. And also, I don't think, I don't believe that that's honest either. I don't think that I'm being honest with myself if I were to do that. Because the truth is, going through this divorce and separation, it's harder it is much more difficult than just staying together for the kids. You know, like sometimes the pain and the heartache of not being with my children and knowing that I'm missing this crucial time of their life. I'm not there with them. I'm not there to see them smile or, you know, and I, I, I can see, I can, I can sense the change in my, in my daughter you know, like, especially my older daughter, she was always so bubbly and outgoing and happy and just laughing. And now she's more reserved. She's introverted. She doesn't want to open up to people or talk. 
oh and it really makes me so sad you know and I want to do something but what can I do even if we were to even if we were to try to work it out and I just I, I tell my wife like all right you know I'm sorry I just let's just try to work it out let's stay together still at this point I mean my wife doesn't want to live in my mom's house with me you know in my mother's house because there's too many people there she doesn't like my mom she doesn't like my brother you know and it's it is tough living with family in-laws and stuff I get it but you know I don't know we're just not in a position our credit and we don't have down payment saved up or anything to actually get a place of our own right now so Right now, I mean, my my mother's actually really helping us by giving us a place to stay so we can save up and try to rebuild, you know. So I don't know, I don't know. And here's the thing, when I called my wife the other day to, you know, see if we can, I can actually come up here and see the girls at least for a few hours, you know, just or even just an hour, you know. I don't mind driving four hours each way <laughs> so I got, I'm driving four hours up four hours back down you know to spend a few hours with them and it's totally worth it for me because I want to see my daughters but when I called her to talk about things you know I didn't I didn't tell her my intention I, I was gonna try to work it out with her you know because I was thinking you know maybe it would be better just to stay together for the kids you know because I miss them so much and I'm so concerned about them they're everything to me so and I honestly didn't think that they were gonna stay with their mother I honestly thought that they would want to be with me I just I just I don't know I, I you know anyways and I wanted I want to be with them anyways um so I called my wife and I I wanted to talk about just a few things that really hurt me, you know, and things that I, I really just, I wanted to get some clarity on, you know, and finally just bury the hatchet, you know, and just work, the, work these things out and like, hey, listen, this is the things that are really bothering me. And I, I you know, I wanted to somehow get to a compromise, I guess, you know, where we can just both say okay this is why that I did that and I'm sorry you felt this way and you know and then okay perfect you know but the conversation didn't go that way I mean anything that I brought up that bothered me um really bothered me um yeah she just get got defensive threw it back on me um we were talking over each other yelling over each other cursing again and then finally I just stopped. I was like, okay, let me just stop. You know, I'm not going to keep trying to talk over her, you know, or, or try to keep talking while she's interrupting. And so I just stopped. I just kept stopping. You know? And I just kept telling her, all right, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. You know, I, I am that kind of guy. All right. I'm sorry. You know, I, I guess I am being extremely selfish and, you know, I'm a jerk and I'm all this bad stuff, you know, and I don't care about my kids. And okay, I guess I really don't care about my kids, you know, because she's always she's saying like, if you really care about your, you know, your daughters, you know, you wouldn't be doing this and all this stuff. It's like, wow. So you're saying that if I, <clears throat> unless I stay married with you, I don't really care about my daughters. I don't see how that makes any sense. I don't see how the, how the two are related. You know, I can't stand being married to you. 
I desperately want to be a father to my children, you know? And I desperately want to, I want to stay in, in their lives and be a part of their lives. They're my children. I love them unconditionally, you know? And I always will love them no matter what. And she, But she's like, that's bullshit, you know? Like... Like, unless I love her unconditionally and, and, and I, unless I stay married with her, I don't really love my kids. I just, I just don't see the logic in that, you know? But anyways, I just finally told her, you know, you're right. You're right about all, all, all of that. You're right about me, you know? And I, was, I just told her, I just, I just really want to thank you because you just reminded me why I need to go through with this divorce. You know, I was like... I really was a little shaky, you know, and I, I, I actually called to try to try to see if we can uh, mend things and try to make up, but it's obvious to me now. It's very clear, crystal clear, that we can never we can never make up. And this is irrepar- irreparable, you know, irreparable damage has been done to our relationship. I, I told her our relationship is completely broken. It's shattered to pieces. It's ne- I, I just don't see our relationship ever ever getting back together, ever healing, you know, it's just too much hurt, too many, too many hurt, you know, too many things were said, too many things were done that have never been accounted for, and still, um, whenever I try to bring these things up that really hurt me and left deep scars in my heart, and when I try to talk to her about them, it's just defensiveness, argumentative, and then turning it back around on me. And so, yeah, I just, I feel like at this point, the marriage is done. And so now I, I feel like <clears throat> what, we, what, what I want to do is just focus on how I can be a good co-parent. Because our kids, our children don't deserve to get drug drug into this into our mess you know this is not their fault this is my fault i'm being selfish i'm saying that i i don't want to live like this anymore and honestly i don't know if i could ever open open myself up to love anybody again i just I just don't see it right now. Man, this has been the toughest year of my life. Because we split up in, we well, you know, I, I, we had the huge argument in December, late December. And then in January, we decided, yeah, let's divorce. <clears throat> and she was in Arizona. <clears throat> now she's uh, in Tennessee. So... Yeah, this entire year, I have not been with my kids for six months now. And every single day this year, I've cried. I've cried or either stopped myself from crying. I was able to control it. And sometimes I wasn't. And I just, I would just sob alone in my room. My, and my entire body just shook, you know, like it was just shaking. You know, my entire body just trembling and shaking out of control while I just sob into my pillow. It's been tough, it's been really trying. 
And the worst part is, instead of being honest about it, or even just silent about it, I I wanted to hurt my wife, my ex-wife. I wanted her to feel some of the pain that I was feeling. You know, I was hurting so much that I wanted to hurt her too. I was angry. <clears throat> and so I started doing stupid stuff. You know, I... Well, and also, it wasn't just the anger towards my wife and the hurt, but it was also, I, I needed to distract myself because every time I came home or did anything other than working, you know, when I go out and groom the dogs, anything other than that, when, I'm get, when I wake up in the morning, when I go back home, when I take my dogs on a walk at the playground, at the parks, everything reminds me of my daughter's everything makes me feel so sad and so I started to try to avoid going home you know I would I would go home and walk my dogs of course but then go go right out again and I'd start drinking and I was spending money and I was I was you know just trying to act like everything is so awesome here you know without my wife <clears throat> and I was trying to make her jealous I was trying to make her upset but then I realized now I kind of woke up by talking to my younger daughter last week I asked her if she's if she's doing okay because I was worried I was like are you feeling sad or stressed you know do you want to talk about it and she said no she's all right and then she said I only feel sad when mom's sad and that's when I it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was just like, oh my God. I just had this sinking feeling. I just told her, I'm so sorry, Annabelle. It's my fault mommy's sad, isn't it? And she didn't say anything. It was just silence. I was like, I'm really sorry. And I told her I was angry and I was mad. And I, that's, I was trying to make mommy mad and angry. And I was doing it on purpose. And I'm sorry. You know, I was like, I'm not gonna, I won't do that anymore. I, I didn't know that it was gonna make you sad and I wasn't thinking about that. I was like, that was very stupid of me. You know, and I told my older daughter as well. I, I sent her a mess, text message letting her know, I'm really sorry I did that. I didn't mean to hurt them, but of course I hurt them. By hurting my wife, I'm hurting them. By showing, trying to show that I'm having such an amazing time without my wife, I'm also saying I'm having an amazing time without my daughters. Of course that's going to upset them. Of course they don't want to talk to me and don't want to see me now. So I just realized, wow, we really are connected. Every one of us, human beings, you know, it's like, yeah, even though I'm upset with my wife, even though I feel like she's wronged me or hurt me, and I've probably hurt her too. But still, I need to be kind to her. I need to be at least not mean to her. Because by by hurting her, I'm hurting my kids. I realize that now. But what's done is done, right? The past is in the past. I have to just focus on what I can do from now on to change things, you know, so that I can behave better, so I can be a better person. I gotta stop denying the ugly sides of myself, the parts of myself, the dark nature in me that I don't like. 
I, I, you know, instead of denying it, I have to just acknowledge it and say that there is a very vindictive, resentful part of me that wants to exact revenge, that delights in hurting people, you know, people that I feel have wronged me or people who I feel like deserve. Who am I to make that kind of judgment, you know? But then I do. I, I judge people unfairly. And then once I make a... A ignorant judgment about someone that they deserve less treatment, you know? They deserve to be treated less than. Then, yeah, I take pleasure in hurting them. Wow. And so I have to now really come to terms with this and, and say there are things that I could have done that would have prevented the relationship from getting to this point. I know that now. It's not just my wife's fault or my fault, you know. I mean... It is my fault, but I, I felt like it's both of our faults, you know? It's, it's not just my fault, but it's her fault, too. <clears throat> now I realize it's better for me to take full responsibility and say, no, it was all me. You know, there's a lot of things that I could have done differently, but I, what can I do? You know, you can't go back into the past. All I can do now is move forward. And I can genuinely say, though, that I do not feel any love for my wife. You know, not that, not the intimate kind of love. You know, I. so one of my clients told me, June, the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is indifference. And she was like, as long as you continue to hate her, that means you still love her. You know, in some way, you still love her. Because if you didn't, you wouldn't be able to hate her. You would just feel indifference. You would feel nothing at all. I was like, wow. You know, and I, I did hate her so much. I, I had such an intense feeling of hate towards her. But I think I'm at that point, I'm at the point now where, if anything, I feel grateful towards her. Because... I wouldn't be who I am now. I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have gotten to this place without her. You know, she really did help me grow and look into myself. You know, by refusing to be an encouraging voice, by refusing to, you know, help me or encourage me with kind words or being supportive. You know, she wasn't. She was very critical. Um, she mocked me, made fun of me when I was down and crying. And it really helped me. It helped me to become self-sufficient. It helped me become more resilient. <clears throat> and not have to depend on anybody. You know? To be supportive. Or offer encouraging words. Words of affirmation. You know? Anything like that. I don't, I don't need it anymore. I thought I did. I really thought I did. And I would cry. But then she would mock me. And then she would get upset, give me a dirty look because I was acting weak. And I needed that. And I'm grateful.
because I am much stronger now. And I, but you know, to be grateful towards her and not feel hatred towards her, and now I want to be kind to her for the sake of my children. That doesn't mean that I'm wanting. I'm wanting to get back with her. No. <laughs> She's. She has completed <clears throat> her task in my life. I believe. I, I, I believe everything happens for a reason. And I believe people come into our lives for a reason. And I, I honestly believe the past 13, 14 years that we've been together, I literally changed from a loser to now somebody who is self-sufficient and resilient. And, ha- I have, and I now have the persistence to you know, go after whatever I want without having to rely on anybody else relying mostly on myself <clears throat> um, the, the thing is I call myself a loser before because the way I define loser is not somebody who loses you know fails at things tries something and fails over and over to me that's not a loser you know to me that's someone who that's admirable at least they're trying they're going out and they're trying over and over again, even though they keep failing. To me, that's, that's respectable. That's commendable. It's honorable. It's noble. A loser, to me, in my definition for, of a loser, is somebody who looks at the shitty circumstances of their life and they're convinced that it's not their fault. That, to me, is a loser. Somebody who looks at the, the, the unsatisfactory circumstances of their life and they say, it's not my fault. I had nothing to do with this. It takes no responsibility for their life. That to me is a loser. And that's who I was. When I first lost my shop <clears throat> back in 20, what was it, 2013, 2012, 2013. But, but yeah, I was like, it was the economy. You know, it was economy. The rent was too high. Um, it was, it was, uh, I opened up in the summertime. Everybody was on vacation. And then in the fall, everybody was going back to school. You know, they're busy. And then in the, during the winter, uh, all these holidays, you know, people are busy. They, they can't spend money. And then in the spring, uh, I mean, people are on spring break. You know, they're busy. And then again in the summertime, uh, they're on summer vacation. You know, it was the seasons. It was the weather. It wasn't my fault that I went out of business. You know, so I was a loser. And I, I believe that I needed to be in this relationship with, with her, specifically. Because when I first met her, I was convinced that she was just the sweetest, most caring, most patient person I had ever met. Um, <clears throat> I mean, and, and, and I'm not saying that she's not... But I don't know. I just I just thought that she was uh, I thought she was very affectionate and you know kind and encouraging. I, that's just that's just how I how I viewed her when we were first dating. And you know, and she was in a, in a bad situation, so I wanted to I wanted to help. And so I offered to have let her live with me in my mom's house. <laughs> I was living in my mom's house. But still, I was like, we can share a room. You know, it's fine. And so, 
yeah, things escalated quickly because we were living together. And then we got we got married. We went to sign the paperwork. And, you know, we were planning our life to just travel around together, not have kids. And then we ended up, you know, her getting pregnant with Ava. That was a surprise. And then, you know, and then we had Annabelle. And then one thing after another, things started changing, you know. We went out west because there's a family emergency, my in-laws. And then we went to Utah and just got screwed over big time. And then, you know, went back to Arizona, completely wiped out financially, emotionally. And then things didn't work out over there again. Came back to Atlanta, you know, and then... But yeah, it's just... I remember, like, with each failure... With every with when things got really tough, she, my you know my wife just got very critical. It got very nasty with me. I remember one time the shop that I was managing, she just she she grabbed like the a, a picture frame or something and just threw it and slammed it, it shattered. And I was like, wow. You know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm working so hard. I'm trying my best. You know. But she kept accusing me of not caring about the family, and I was like, "What do you think I'm doing all this for? You, know, we're broke. We have no money. You know." And I was like, <clears throat> "I'm, I'm the man. You know, like I don't even feel like a man right now. You know, it's like when I see that we're in this situation." I, I cannot sit down and just, you know, play with the girls and just act like everything's fine. I'm, I'm, like, you know, I'm, I'm dying inside, you know, like, I'm going crazy inside. I have to figure out a way. So I, I that's why I go online. I was writing, I was blogging, I was trying to do anything I could to try to get some momentum going for our brand so that maybe I could, you know, get get paid to, to do some writing or, you know, making videos and stuff. I was, I was trying to create opportunities for myself so that I could get my family out of that situation. But the way she saw it is that I was just avoiding my family and always spending time on social media just to get you know, validation, just get the tension of all these people that, all these strangers that I don't even know, you know, that's how she saw it, and I was like, wow, you know, and she accuses me of the worst things, the worst things, I mean, <clears throat> so I remember, I just, I, I told her several times, the things that you say to me, you know, the person that you say that I am, I hate, I was like, I hate the person you say I am. You know, and I was like, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even want to spend a single minute with that guy. I wouldn't want to be friends with that guy. Why do you stay married to him? You know, if that's the person that you think I am, if that's how you see me, then why are you staying married to me? You know, I was like, I, sh- I, I should do you a favor and divorce you. You know, if, if either of my daughters met a guy like that, the way you describe me, I would demand that they leave him, you know? So, yeah, I just... And the thing is, she, she had me convinced several times that I was just a really bad person, narcissistic, 
uncaring, selfish. She almost got she almost got me to forget who I really am. I'm generous. I'm I'm caring. I I I care so much about people. I'm compassionate. I love helping others. I love feeling helpful. I love my daughters. You know, I want to be a good example for them. This is who I am. Not the evil person that she says I am. And so when it really comes down to it, this is why I need to go through with this divorce. Is because the longer I stay with her, the more I forget who I really am. And the more I'm convinced because I am empathetic and I am compassionate. And so when she does say things like that about me, I do consider it and it does it does take a you know a hit on me. It, it does take a toll on me. And I start considering, oh, wow, I, maybe I really am selfish, extremely selfish. Maybe I really, I am extremely narcissistic. And wow, let me let me work on this, you know? It's my fault. But how long? How often? You know, like and what really got me to think was that question, because uh, she sent me a text message. So I, I told her I'm really sorry. I was on the phone with a groomer um, <clears throat> who had a couple of surgeries. She lost her job. She was going through a really tough time, and she wanted some advice on how to start her own house call business the way I do. And so, yeah, I I was talking to her, and I didn't have a chance to explain to my wife why I was on the phone with another groomer. And so things just got really nasty. And my wife was threatening to leave me, uh, you know, to, to divorce again and all this stuff. And so then I was, uh, I was at a Toastmasters meeting when all of the text messages were coming in, the angry text messages. And I, I just told her, I'm really sorry. I messed up. You know, I'll, I'll try my best to not let this happen again. You know, and I told her, I love you. And then she sent me a text message. The response was, because uh, I told her, I'll, 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 you know, I'm really sorry I messed up this time. I'll try, you know, my best to not let this happen. And she said, how many more times? That was the response. How many more times? And I, I texted her back. I don't know because I tend to mess up a lot. I'm human and I can't, I can't tell the future. So I can't say how many more times it's going to happen. I'm not sure, you know, and, but I'm going to try I'm going to try for zero, you know, but I mean, and then she sent a text message saying like, I'm, I bet you're so happy that I'm not there to, to nag at you about being on Facebook, you know, and I was like, I, I replied to her, I'm just happy to be your husband. And then she texted back something that, you know, and anyways, <clears throat> yeah, I realized then, yeah, exactly, like, this is not going to work. This is not going to work. You know, I have to be perfect or else, I, I don't know, I, I'm just, because I'm not perfect, I'm far from it and I'm, I'm full of imperfections and flaws and blemishes in my character because I'm a human being and yeah, I can't promise her, I can't promise her or anybody that I'm not going to mess up again, ever, that I'm not going to make mistakes ever 
That's impossible. That's an impossible promise to make. I can't make that promise. And so I guess I can't stay married to her, right? But that's where I'm at right now, driving up to see my daughters who don't actually want to see me. So I don't know, maybe the drive back tonight. I, the plan is to go watch Aladdin because they want to see the new Aladdin. And a part of me feels like it's probably because they want to avoid any interaction with me. So just to go watch a movie might be a better way, you know? So at least they could say that they spent time with me. So I understand. So we'll just go watch a movie together and then I'm going to drive back. And on the drive back, I may, I may not be okay. I may be in a very uh, emotional state. But I'm willing to accept that. <clears throat> you know, I was watching The Weatherman on Netflix, and Nicolas Cage's father, uh, Michael Caine, uh, was played the character of Nicolas Cage's father, um, the weatherman's father. And there was one line in that movie that really struck me. Uh, Michael Caine says to Nicolas Cage, you know, the more difficult thing and the right thing are usually the same. And I was like, wow, he's right. You know, to go through a divorce, my, my mom, my mother and I were talking while we were walking the dogs together the other night, and she said, this is exactly why I, I chose not to divorce your husband, my, your, your dad. She was like, no matter how bad it was and how nasty it got, she was like, I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't handle, you know, the sadness and the difficulty of not being with you kids or worrying about you kids or... You know, or she was like, it was just too difficult. So I, I stayed. She was like, it's easier to stay married with someone that you don't love and just fight with them all the time. You know, she was like, that's much easier, actually, than what you're doing now. She was like, what you're doing, going through this divorce, she was like, this is much more difficult, isn't it? And I told her, yeah. I, I even told her the other day I tried. I called to try to see if we can make you know make up and mend things so I can so we can just not go through with this divorce because it is extremely difficult and painful and so yeah but I I, I, rem I remember that line that Michael Caine said usually the more difficult thing to do and the right thing to do they're usually the same thing so yeah, it would be much easier to just, just change my mind and say, oh, I'm sorry, you know, let's just stay together and then continue to fight behind closed doors, have my kids see that, hear that all the time, us yelling and cursing at each other, her threatening to leave, me literally grabbing at her, grabbing her bags, you know, trying to keep her from leaving. <clears throat> I, just, I just don't think that that's healthy for my kids to see. And I don't think that that's a good example of what a relationship is or what a relationship should be like. I don't want them growing up thinking that that's okay, that that's normal. It's not okay. It's unacceptable. It's not, I will not tolerate it anymore. And I want them to see that, that it is okay 
to stand your ground and walk out of a relationship that no longer fulfills you, no longer fulfills any of your emotional needs, you know? And you actually start to feel miserable more and you feel like you're dying a little bit more inside every single day to the point where in a, in a decade or so, I'm afraid if I stay with, with my wife, I, I will completely lose, you know, any, any, like who I really am, you know, I've always had a dream when I was a kid to become famous, to become loved and adored by people, you know, because I was, I was always an outcast and made fun of, I was a loser, you know, and I was, I was outcast, you know, and so, I always, I always dreamed of being a singer or a dancer or an actor, movie star, something, so that people would love me one day. But now that it seems like that could be possible, you know, I started to gain some momentum with the brand June the Groomer, and I, I, ha- I started to build up a good audience. And then that started to scare my wife. And then she didn't want me to pursue that anymore. And she even told me, if you get if you get more famous than this, I won't be happy. You know, she wanted me to stop. She wanted me to stop everything. You know, my any kind of activity on social media. She almost made it seem like I was like emotionally cheating on her by going on social media. And I just told her, but these people need my help. Well, they don't need it, but they're asking me for my advice and for some help. And I've, I've branded myself as someone who wants to help because that's really who I am. I do love to help. It, it, it gives me a thrill. I live for that. To feel like I've, I've been able to benefit someone in some way, add value to their life in some way, that gives me a thrill. It makes me feel alive. And she wanted me to stop. I just... When I was writing the book even... Wow, it was a struggle. It was a struggle. I always... I I told her several times... I wrote the book in spite of you. You know? Like, I knew you were trying to get me to stop. It was was so difficult to find time to try to work on the book. Because she would accuse me of not caring about the family. So I would work on the book after they all fell asleep. I would I would lay in bed, wait for her to fall asleep, and then get up and start work, working on the book, like around two, three o'clock in the morning. And that's how I got it done. You know, I was determined to try to make a name for myself so that I can get my family out of the trenches, out of the ditch we were in, You know, and finally into a better place so that we can finally enjoy our lives together. That's why I worked so hard. That's why I tried so hard. It wasn't to try to just get attention. Of course I was trying to get attention because that's the name of the game, right? And the more attention I can draw to the brand, June the Groomer, the more valuable it becomes. And then I can start getting paid for events and you know appearances and things like that 
you know, I had a long-term goal. I had a long-term approach. I was thinking like 10, 15 years. I, I'll just keep consistently trying to put out valuable content, build a name and reputation for myself. And then about 10, 15, maybe 20 years of consistently showing up and doing that, people will trust me enough to start, finally start compensating me for, for what I'm doing because now they see value in it, you know? But it was, it was always for the future of my children, of my family, myself as well. It's like, yeah, I just felt so misunderstood. I just always felt like my character was being attacked constantly by, by the person who was supposed to be by my side and support me. So, I think I've accepted it now. The relationship is over. The marriage is over. So if it is over, why continue to hate? Why continue to harbor bad feelings and resentment towards my wife? It's already over. You know, I should wish her well. I should want the best for her. And treat her, treat her kindly because she is the mother of my children. So I think that's what I'm gonna do from now on is just control myself even today if she starts to push my buttons that she knows so well. <laughs> I mean, after about 14 years of being together, yeah, you know, we know each other's buttons to push. But I'm not going to push hers. And even if she pushes mine, I am going to not react to it. <clears throat> I'm not going to respond anymore in anger I'm going to respond with kindness and understanding and acceptance and I'm not going to get argumentative or defensive I'm just going to accept everything she says and focus on the real reason why I'm going up there today is not to prove anything to her not to prove myself right anything like that no it's done it's over let it go the real reason why I'm going up there is just to spend some time with my children. To, to show them that I honestly do care about them so deeply. And I think by getting caught up in another argument with my wife, like I did last time, we got together in Chattanooga and the entire day just got ruined. I lost my voice. I literally got sick, physically ill for a few days after that. So rather than do that again, make that mistake again, I think this time, even if things start to get ugly, I will not allow myself to go there. I'm going to just stay calm and centered. And no matter what she calls me, no matter how unfair the attacks on my character may seem to me I'm going to tell myself there's probably some truth to what she's saying you know she has her reasons for feeling that way about me and that's okay we're our relationship is over anyways why do I care what she thinks about me you know I just want to show my kids that I love them and I think by getting into arguments with my wife, yelling at her, trying to prove her wrong, trying to, you know, anything like that, it just, it just makes my 
relationship with my children more rocky, more unstable. So I just have to, I really have to just focus on the, the main point, you know, the end goal. And the end goal is to have a, have a relationship with my daughters, a meaningful relationship with my daughters. That's my, that's my end goal. So I'm just gonna keep my eye on the prize and not allow myself to get rocked, you know, to get thrown off. And I think that, I think that it really was, up until now, it really was because I still cared about her and I still loved her and I still cared about what she thought about me. You know, her opinion of me still mattered a lot and it hurt that she thought of me in those evil ways, you know, look, calling me such evil things and saying such evil things about me, you know, like, wow. I just, I, it really bothered me a lot because I'm not that guy. I'm not that evil. I, I have the capability. I have the tendency sometimes to do some evil things and act in anger. Yes, because I'm a human being, but that's not my nature. You know, I don't naturally just act like that. So... Yeah, I think now that I'm at the point where I, I don't feel hatred towards her. And I, I mean, there's no love either. I don't feel any love towards her, you know, and I don't feel any hatred towards her. I just, I just don't really care anymore because I, I accepted that it's over. And for six months, I've been, been really struggling with this, but now I, I really... I really think that I've gotten to the point where I can say that I, I feel indifference. I think I'm finally over it. Well, with her, you know. So even if she does push my buttons, even though she does say things, snarky remarks, you know, passive-aggressive statements, I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna take the bait. I'm not gonna take the bait. You know because. It's just gonna yank me out of my environment, <laughs> you know. And I won't be—I won't be able to spend the time with my daughters the way I want. I'm not gonna be able to show them that I care about them or anything. It's gonna—it's actually gonna have the opposite effect on them. So yeah, I—I I realize now that I just—I have to stay centered and balanced and not react to things anymore. Yeah. The word, you can never get wet from the word water. They're just words. I'm just gonna let them roll off, roll off my back, you know? Like, yeah, you could say all the, all the worst kinds of things about me. It's okay. I can take it. What I'm not gonna allow you to do is throw me off my, my center, my balance. You know, and make me look like a horrible person in front of my daughters. That's what I will not allow any longer. <sighs> wow. I'm, I'm really making this recording for me. I needed to get some of these thoughts out of my head and actually just say them out loud. Talk through my feelings. 
So if you're listening to this, I really appreciate you, your attention. Um, and I, I thank you for giving me this opportunity to just get some of these thoughts out of my head, you know, so I'm not just all in my own head, just with all these confusing feelings swirling around my chest, you know, so thank you so much for listening. I, I hope, I know this wasn't very inspiring, but I hope that it helps anyone who may be going through a similar situation, you know, just to feel like we're not alone. You know, we all have, we all have difficulties. We all have struggles. Wow. Let's not, let's not try to lie to ourselves and hide it. There's nothing to be ashamed of. This is life. And I hope that you, I hope that you enjoy your, your life. You know, no matter what the situation is, stay mindful, stay present and look for the inspiration in the little things. Thank you so much for your time. I honor the light in you that's also in me. Namaste.